0: Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's.
1: Eight seconds left and seven. A puck back for Sandine. He will move to center. The pass beyond Phillips, beyond Protus, rattling back into the Columbus zone, and that is going to do it. The Columbus Blue Jackets with a third period comeback. The preseason has come to a close. The Jackets win it here in Washington tonight by a final score of 4-2. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Columbus slides past the Capitals in a preseason finale. A look at the week ahead with no game until Friday night. And Tom Galitti from NHL.com helps us preview the Metropolitan Division race. Good morning, everybody. Today is Monday, October 9th. Welcome to Caps This Morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way in a Capital One arena. Not everything the Capitals hope for in a preseason finale Saturday night at 7th and F. A 2-1 lead after two periods with goals from John Carlson and Alex Ovechkin, but the Jackets would rally for three in the final 20 minutes. A go-ahead goal from Adam Fantilli, with just 3.43 left, and then Patrick Laine put one into an empty net in the final minute. Final score, Columbus 4 and Washington Two, A few things to clean up defensively before Friday night's regular season opener. Too many odd man rushes against and a small number of defensive breakdowns too. Washington finishes the preseason with three wins in six tries. Darcy Kemper took the loss Saturday stopping 24 of 27 that came his way. Today is a day of practice at MedStar Capitals IcePlex. There's a lot to manage this week with no game until Friday night. The team going to be off tomorrow for a team-building day away from the rink, back on the ice Wednesday and Thursday in advance of Friday's home date with the Penguins. NHL rosters will be announced today at 5 o'clock with opening night in the league coming up tomorrow. The Caps will announce at that time the roster as of today. And that's an important statement. Now, we can't tell you who's going to be officially on it, but we have been told there are likely going to be a couple of paper transactions to Hershey that will revert back in advance of Friday's opener against the Penguins, probably on Wednesday. So in short, what you see at 5 o'clock today still won't exactly be the roster that will be available at the end of the week. We'll have a lot more on the roster tomorrow and all week as the new season gets underway. Here on the show, with a few days before Friday to play with, we take a look around the Metropolitan Division and give you some brief thoughts on each team. Joining us to help us out is Tom Galitti from NHL.com. Well, Tom, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your perspective here. You see a lot of the Metropolitan Division through the course of the season. I know one team that you spend a lot of time looking at, the Carolina Hurricanes, and it really feels like this is the kind of season where this is their go-for-it kind of time right now, where they've been close, they haven't quite been able to get over the hump, but they've got to have at least the thought that they are a not only serious contender, but a real chance to try and win this thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's the plan for them. You know, they like you said, they've been close five years in a row in the playoffs. Last year, got to the conference final, kind of ran out of offense. They had a bunch of guys hurt. One of them was Max Pacioretty, didn't never got got to play really much for them. You know, they lost Svechnikov, who's going to be healthy this year. They added Michael Bunting, is kind of a missing a little bit of that kind of grit in your face, sandpaper type of guy. So I think adding him and our old friend Orloff on defense, which was already one of the best defenses in the league. That if they stay healthy, I think they're going to be right up there as one of best teams the Eastern Conference for sure.
1: Oh, we know Dimitri's certainly going to help him, and it makes him even more formidable, as you said, on the back end. You spent a lot of time covering the New Jersey Devils, a really renaissance season for them last year, and getting back to the upper echelon, getting through the first round. And you almost kind of felt like they didn't have a lot of experience, but they kind of gained a lot of that last spring, too, by getting to round two. What do you make of the New Jersey Devils as they try to maybe contend for a division title? Well,
0: they didn't lose a game in the preseason, so they're going to never lose a game. No, no, no I, I think it's going to be harder for them this year in the regular season just because last year they kind of took some teams by surprise. I don't know if anyone really thought they were for real until we got past into like January or February and then they really, they were for real and they're going to be good this year. I think, like you said, the experience they got in the playoffs, I think that in the playoffs is going to see we're going to see that team. If their goaltending holds up and maybe they'll add another goaltender who knows by the end of the year. I feel like they're among like Carolina, they're right there with Carolina. They're going to be 1-2 in the division I think and and it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think the experience of the playoffs getting past the Rangers and a lot of guys who had never been in the playoffs before, it's going to benefit them when they get back to there.
1: Speaking of the Rangers, Igor Shosturkin could very well be the best goalie in this division, certainly in the conversation, but they won a lot of games when he was at his best and maybe he was the driving force, so to speak. Maybe not as much offense. They've changed a little bit from last year. They went out and got Patrick Kane. It never really panned out for them as they were done in the first round. What do we make of the Rangers? Who are they beyond the goaltender right now?
0: That's a good question. You know, I, you know Peter Laviolette is now there, and I think they're going to try to play with a little more identity, a little more in your your face, I think they need to have those guys who they keep on calling young, and they are young in age, but they've been there a while, like Kako and Lafreniere. They need to start playing, but being like top six players, they want them to be top six players. you got to play, you got to be top six players. They need when they get to the playoffs, they need people like Panarin to play. Like he didn't have a good playoffs. They had guys who didn't have a good playoffs. I think they almost had too many cooks in the kitchen last year with all the guys they added. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, Peter here, that didn't have the success that he had previously, but he's usually pretty good in the first year teams, especially in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see when they get to the playoffs. They're going to be a playoff team. It'll be interesting to see how that year goes to get to that point, though. I think.
1: Uh, No question that he has had a lot of success in the first year. And even here, just with COVID and everything else, it was very, very complicated, of course. The real wild card, and you ask anybody what they think of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're probably going to get a different answer. You can say, well, they improved. They've got Eric Carlson. What a dynamic duo you've got on the back end. They are the oldest team in the NHL. The Caps are the second oldest, to be fair, coming in. But they did not get younger in the offseason. They have helped themselves with Cal Dubas a little bit in shipping out a few salary in a here and now, they're all they're all right, but is
0: Pittsburgh a playoff team? They're on the fringe. What's your take on Pittsburgh here? I, I think they're kind of similar to the Capitals in that – it's going to depend on if they can stay healthy, and I also think they need to keep the puck out of the net, which was I think the biggest reason why they didn't get in the playoffs last year. And they brought back Tristan Jarry, so we're going to see. I think he had a sub 900. If I remember sub 900 after Christmas save percentage. So there's issues there. We're not fixed with as good as Eric Carlson is offensively. They still have the same. You know, and they upgraded a little bit on defense, I think. But I think that that's going to be their question mark, and if they can stay healthy, and you know how it is last year with the Capitals when they ran into all those issues with in- injuries, it kind of it snowballs as the year goes on.
1: The New York Islanders, a team that, to watch them, you're not seeing a ton of speed. You've got not a ton of offense either. They've got maybe just enough to win a 3-2 to two game. It feels like a team of a, kind of a different era a little bit. But they have, again, arguably the best goalie, or one of them, Anelius Elias Sorokin. And you've got to feel that if you've got a guy that can stop the puck and they get any kind of offense, the Islanders could be okay, middle of the pack. What do we think of the Islanders?
0: I think they could be in a similar spot to last year. I think, you know, obviously it starts with Sorokin and how good he is and then you look at like Bo Hovrat last year never really he started he started to fit in and then unfortunately Barzell got hurt and they just never really clicked after after Barzell came back having a healthy Barzell and having Horvat in from the start of the season I mean, sometimes the guys the first year when they come in in the middle of the year it's hard I think that's going to help them but they're going to be right on the bubble I think as far as getting in it's going to be a lot on Sorokin and Barlamov as the backup when the two of them they have two pretty good goalies that they could they could be right there on the bubble I think.
1: Definitely a good plan B in that, too, as they still have maybe the deepest tandem, I think easily the deepest goaltending tandem in all the Metropolitan Division. Tom Galitti from NHL.com here joining us. Columbus didn't have the best of off-seasons with the coaching debacle and Mike Babcock gone. Pascal Vincent comes in. If there was a team that was bitten by the injury bug harder, we talked about what happened in Washington, but Columbus had it worse. They lost just about everybody. They strike me as a team that, if everything goes right, maybe you're a bubble team. They still have a ways to go. I guess Elvis Merzlikens is going to be the guy in that. A little bit with Jonas Corposalo leaving a little bit of change there, but they do have offensive pieces. They've got some guys. They're top six. There's there's some guys that can hurt you there. What's your read on the Jackets?
0: Well, I, I agree with you. They had some offensive pieces there, and we're going to see Adam Fantilli how, what he can do in his first year. I think eventually he's a number one center. Is he a number one center this year? Maybe Patrick Line is their number one center. We're going to see that. I think their defense, just like so getting Wierenski back healthy is going to be improved, but also adding Damon Seversen and Ivan Provorov, that'll be a improved whether they can jump into a playoff spot this year i think you're like like you said they're probably maybe next year but i think they're going to be much more competitive and that's another thing those those points that they lost last year they're not going to be easy to come by for other teams playing against columbus this year
1: and then there's the Flyers. This is full rebuild, right? This is not anything, it's tough to imagine Philadelphia jumping up and really coming all that close, but you've got a big front office change, and they're starting to put those wheels in motion. What do you like at this point about Philadelphia as they start the rebuild there?
0: Like you said, they're rebuilding, and, and some of the personalities that they put at the top of the organization, as far as, you know, Brier and, and Keith Jones, I think that's going to kind of trickle down as far as some positivity. And we know how John Tortorella is with the team. They're going to play hard. He's going to be hard on them, but that might be what they needed. You know, I don't know if when they get to the next step, whenever that is, when they'll be able to take that, but I, I think it's going to be kind of another rebuilding year for them, and we'll, and we'll see how it goes. For, I don't know. I, I can't really pick, can't make a pick on them as far how close they are to being a playoff team this season. And last but not least, of course, the team right here, training camp
1: wrapping up and moving on now to the regular season this feels like a team where, you know, a lot's got to go right, but you've got that veteran core that if they're healthy, if you can get more offensive production from Kuznetsov and Mantha, there's certainly some excitement around this team with a guy like Matthew Phillips and what he's been able to do this preseason, and certainly Spencer Carberry, you just feel an energy around this team that, you know, I haven't felt in a while, and that's not a knock on Peter Laviolette or anybody else, it's just... There's a young exuberance here, and a roster change. A lot of younger players coming in. It's just a different kind of feel right now, as the Caps are trying to retool
0: on the fly, and they're hoping that what they have done so far here works. Definitely an energy coming from Spencer Carberry that seems to be contagious as we as we get to the start of the season here, and the, the guys seem to enjoy having him around. And we'll see if they can. You know, he wants to play with more pace. It looks like it's been coming along in, in preseason. We'll see if that how that goes into the regular season. Some new faces, but it's really going to depend on the guys that they've had here whether they can stay healthy. It's going to depend on number 92. Kuznetsov... To me, they, to me, he is the biggest thing. If, if we have Kuznetsov of two seasons ago and they stay healthy, they're going to be right there. If they have Kuznetsov last year, even if they stay healthy, it's going to be hard. Like, so, but health is going to be for a team that's older like they are. You're going to need to have those... You know, John Carlson missing half. It was a freak thing. It wasn't even because he was an older player, which sometimes injuries come from that. He was just a freak thing getting hit with that shot. And that, I think, to me, was the biggest... Thing that happened their season last year as far as derailing it
1: yeah, we certainly realized how important he was when he's, he was gone the second half certainly not too good around here well tom thanks for joining us look forward to chatting with you this season thanks for this looking forward to an exciting season those divisional matchups this season are going to go a long way to decide who gets into the stanley cup playoffs our thanks to tom gallitti this morning for joining us here Coming up on the show this week, my opening week chat with President and General Manager Brian McClellan. We've got a lot of ground to cover as the new season begins. Part one of that interview coming up here tomorrow. It's the Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins, game one of 82. Friday night at Capital One Arena. Note the time, 7.30 is when the puck will drop. And television for the opener exclusively on ESPN. So no Joe and Craig on Monumental, your only local call of the game going to be with us. On the radio side, we begin at 7.15 on 106.7, a fan, and always right here on Caps Radio 247. Heard for free anywhere at CapsRadio247.com. Have a great Monday and a great opening week, everybody. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go!